1: and welcome back to another episode of What's Up Broadway. We are your listening hub for Broadway breaking news, industry interviews, what's trending on theater socials, and fan Q&A. Today I am back with my co-host, Christian Lewis. Christian recently had a birthday. Happy birthday, Christian. How did you celebrate?
0: Thank you, Ayana. I went to Central Park with a couple of friends, and then in an unplanned present to me, I got to watch the Wicked concert at night, which was like, so great and it felt like everyone was just singing to me for my birthday it was so nice to be able to hear great talented actresses who i never otherwise would have heard singing wicked like amber riley gabrielle ruiz ariana Debose, alex newell ali stroker cynthia revo it was so good
1: oh my gosh i loved the wicked concert i didn't love the everlasting commercials that pbs does but take those out, and wow, what a show. Amber Riley, can we talk about her for just a second? I think she deserves to be on Broadway like as soon as possible.
0: What are your thoughts? I'm so obsessed with her. I was a diehard Gleek back in the day, and so I just want the best for her and want to see her on stage belting to my face very close.
1: <laughs> I love that. Over the weekend, I watched, um, I also watched the Wicked concert, but I watched the Phantom of the Opera film that I feel like no one talks about. And honestly, I think it's looked over. Someone tweeted the other day that nothing in Phantom is good and my heart shattered because I really love Phantom, but I love the film. I thought it was like, It was perfectly created. It's a little cheap, a little cheesy, but it's like, it's perfect musical theater on film. Did you see the Phantom film?
0: I saw it the weekend it came out when I was younger. I am obsessed with the movie. I am a unapologetic stan of Phantom of the Opera. I can play the whole score on piano. I love it so much. I actually love the movie. I don't think it's cheap. I don't mind any of the <laughs> singing. I think it is beautiful, so well done. I even like the changes they make structurally to like where mm-hmm. the act break should happen. I love that movie so much. I will defend it to my dying day. I put it right up there with Chicago.
1: Oh, that's amazing. Let's get back to that person on Twitter. <laughs> Let's get into some Broadway news. I want to begin this segment with a moment of silence in honor of the late Mickey Grant, a Broadway trailblazer who was the first woman to write and star in a musical with the 1972 Black musical review, Don't Bother Me, I Can't Cope. Grant died on Saturday, August 21st at the age of 92. I feel like this past week has been an endless stream of news. To kick it off, the Broadway League launched This Is Broadway, a historic initiative to welcome theater lovers back to Times Square following the industry's 18-month shutdown. The campaign features a -a two-and-a-half-minute short film narrated by Queen Oprah Winfrey and a new contest called Win All of Broadway where one lucky person will receive four tickets to every single Broadway show. That is insane.
0: Oh my God.
1: So crazy. Can I (laughs) answer? We also received a pro shot trailer for Come From Away and a first look at the new off-Broadway musical stage adaptation of Winnie the Pooh. Come From Away will stream on Apple TV Plus beginning on September 10th. And Winnie the Pooh will open at Theater Row beginning on October 21st. Are you looking forward to any of these things, Christian?
0: Winnie the Pooh was so important to me as a child and like still gets me emotional. I saw the images of the puppets they're going to use, which are so beautifully designed. And it like almost did make me tear up a bit. Generally not a like go to theater for a young audiences person, but I 100% will go see this and probably will get very like teared up.
1: Yeah, I'm really moved always by Winnie the Pooh. I also think that there's some underlining meaning of Winnie the Pooh on mental health and any way that mental health can be brought to stage and talked about, I'm so for it. And those puppets, like yes to bringing puppets back to theater and to staging, like I'm so incredibly excited. I'm also excited for Come From Away, in a way. <laughs> I loved the show. On Broadway, again, yes to Pro Shots and yes to accessibility.
0: Yeah, I'm not the hugest Come From Away fan, but I love any show that can normalize Pro Shots and getting Broadway out to more people and making that more of a thing because I would love Broadway to move in that direction. So if Come From Away is going to be part of that, yes, please. We also received information on a new deal for Broadway from the founders of Black Theatre United. Very excited about this. The deal includes industry-wide standards and reforms around equity, diversity, inclusion, accessibility, and belonging, with a focus on Black individuals in the theater. The deal announced some specific changes, including that each of the three major theater owners, so that's the Schubert, the Nederlander, and the Jampson, will each name at least one theater after a Black artist. Everyone that signed it agreed that they're going to no longer have all-white design teams, and everyone is going to hire an EDIAB director for each show. This is such great news, such a great direction. So glad that so many people signed this. Ayana, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Uh finally. <laughs> yeah. If I can sum up every thought in my head, I'm like, wow. 2021 is really blowing my mind. Um I I feel like it took a lot to get here, but I'm so glad that we are here. Um I'm very excited. I want to see I want to go to like the Lorraine Hansberry Theater, hint, hint, anybody (laughs) listening, I would love for a little child to say, wow, I'm going to the August Wilson and the Lorraine Hansberry and this and that, you know, it's just so moving that this is happening. I am very, very proud of Black Theater United because they are getting stuff done. What are your thoughts? I'm
0: so happy about the theaters, like you said. I feel that having the EDIAB director for every production can make so many people of color feel safer in the space, which is so important. And also, I'm just really, really jazzed that we're going to no longer have all white design teams because of the stats mm-hmm. that came out. One of the whitest elements of theater was design teams. And so I'm so excited to see so many new black designers, so many new designers of color, a whole new worlds of designers that I'm so thrilled to see what they're going to do for Broadway and how beautiful they're going to make it.
1: Yeah, I spoke to Rachel Chavkin, um, the director of Town, about two weeks ago, and she brought that up. She said, you know, um, she was very upset looking back on the team that she had created for Hades Town behind the curtain um and she said you know i recognize that they're all white and from that day on she said that she would no longer work with all white teams but also not just have like one black person or one asian it would be a plethora of people of color so that they don't feel like they're the only ones in the room and i appreciate that so much and i I'm so looking forward to this change.
0: Me too. So many great things in store.
1: Dear Evan Hansen also released the first two tracks from the forthcoming movie musical, Waving Through the Window and You Will Be Found. I actually like the sound. Like I was, I had You Will Be Found on repeat and I was like, wow, this sounds a little bit different. I don't know. Like I'm excited about this movie musical and then I'm just like, will the plot change will the ending of the plot change what are your thoughts on this Christian I know you have a lot
0: yeah for me some slight vocal arrangement and orchestration changes are not giving me any hope and anyone that (laughs) follows me on Twitter knows that I have had a lot of thoughts on Dear Evan Hansen the musical and a lot of thoughts on Dear Evan Hansen the movie not optimistic really hoping that they're going to make changes because if they don't make changes there's still a lot of issues in this show that I think spread not great messages. So let's hope they make some changes.
1: I want lots of changes in this show, especially the ending. One change we should honor, Amanda Steinberg is a non-binary uh, actor, and I'm very excited to see her in this film.
0: Snaps for her, so excited for that.
1: Mm-hmm. On that note, let's get into some casting announcements and show openings. Hadestown and Waitress open this week, and I'm going to see Hadestown on reopening night and very excited, very, very excited. Uh, Christian, are you going to see Hadestown or, or Waitress?
0: I don't currently have any tickets for reexisting shows. I'm a poor grad student, but if any publicists want me there, I will be there. I will be excited. I will cheer. I will tweet about it. So invite <laughs> me. I love reopenings. <laughs> Just getting to be at the Passover during press previews was so magical. So I would love to go see things.
1: Waitress is paying tribute to original cast member Nick Cordero, who passed away due to COVID-19 on July 5th, 2020. On stage, there will be a pie on the diner's chalkboard named the Live Your Life Pie, named for his song, Live Your Life. What a beautiful and symbolic dedication.
0: I think it's so great that they're tributing him a little bit way in that set. Hopefully forever. Such a great gesture. Mm-hmm. Over in other casting news, Corey Hawkins, who recently played Benny in the In The Heights film, just joined the Color Purple film. Oscar and Grammy winner songwriter Her has also joined the cast. Her will play Squeak, but we have no word on who Corey's going to be playing yet. Annie Live has found their Annie selena smith a 12 year old atlanta native who played young nala in the touring production of *The Lion king will lead the nbc live musical on thursday december 8th she's going to be joining the already amazing star-studded cast that includes harry connick jr as daddy warbucks Taraji p henson as miss hannigan nicole scherzinger as grace and titus burgess as rooster
1: what a cast wow (laughs) i love that we said that together (laughs) Cannot that cast wait. is insane. And for, you know, the MVC lives are always so tricky to me. Like, I like some, but then most of them, I'm just like, eh. But this one sounds really interesting to me. Very excited. I also have some thoughts on her being casted in uh, the Color Purple musical. I'm also, like, overwhelmed with the production of this show. I feel like we're getting so much of the color purple and it's like overdone i love the show i love the musical but i think it's like overdone do you have any thoughts on her being casted in this show
0: not as much as you but i'm excited to see how it goes (laughs) it's it's definitely a stunt cast but that doesn't mean it's not gonna go well i'll see yeah I very yeah. much feel the same as you, though. That the fact that we had, like, musical, movie, revival, movie of Color Purple is like, it's a lot. And there's a lot of really other great Black art and Black musicals out there. So like, Thank let's you. spread the love of it.
1: Let's spread the love for it. <laughs> Tony Award winner Paul Sazat returns as Billy Flynn to Chicago. Performances resume on Tuesday, September 14th, 2021 at the Ambassador Theater, we also got the reopening cast of Wicked on Broadway. The reopening cast will be led by Lindsay Paris as Alphaba, Gina Claire Mason as Glinda, Kathy Fitzgerald as Madame Morrible, Michael McCormick as The Wizard, Sam Gravett as Fiero, Riley Costello as Bach. Millie Diaz as Nessa Rose, and Michael X. Martin as Dr. Delamont. Wicked veteran Fitzgerald will play Morrible through September 26, after which Alexandra Billings, who played the role at the time of Broadway shutdown, will return. All other principals were in their respective roles up until the pandemic closure. What are your thoughts on the Wicked casting?
0: Other than Alexander Billings, trans icon who I love, I am generally not super excited for this opening cast. I understand that they're kind of doing it as a gesture because it's the people who were playing the roles right before the shutdown. Many of whom, including Lindsay and Jana Clear Mason, I think just started right before the shutdown. So I get that they're wanting to let them have their whole run. But I definitely would have preferred the cast feature more women of color in particular. After we just saw that Wicked concert, how imaginative they can be about casting. I would have loved Mm -hmm. to see that on stage. Absolutely, hope they also think about that for the movie.
1: Well, in hot tip news. Here's a hot tip that we received, that the Wicked movie is actually auditioning right now and wants to make sure that Alphabet is a woman of color. We're hearing that a recent Tim moon recently auditioned, no word on if they got casted, but they auditioned. So I'm very excited to hear that.
0: Did you also, is it part of the tip that the entire Wicked concert was maybe an audition for the movie? Because I sure hope it was.
1: Oh man, if it was, if it was. I mean, we have up and running Ariana DeBose, Amber Riley. First of all, how great would it be to see Amber Riley, a plus size Black woman alphabet? That would be game changing.
0: Oh, it would be so good. Her defying gravity. But oh my God, for me, the highlight of the night was Ariana DeBose's Wizard Night,
1: which I will think about. For- I mean that will be on replay, probably this entire week. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say: your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over a hundred social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today
0: That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
1: Chumbacasino.com. No
0: purchase necessary. Forward by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Um. So let's get into what happened on theater socials this past week.
0: Let's start off with what's been trending online most recently. According to the Daily Mail, producer Sir Cameron McIntosh called casting trans women gimmick casting. He said, quote, it's trying to force something that isn't natural, adding that it would, quote, damage the integrity of the original storylines. These comments come across as pretty clearly transphobic and were really upsetting to me and so many other trans people on Twitter that have been speaking out recently. Sis, L. Morgan Lee, and Alexandra Billings made really powerful statements about this. It's just pretty horrible for him to have the complete lack of imagination and the lack of validation for trans women to think that they could play roles that were written for cis women and also to really gatekeep them out of existing shows because he was talking about, of all things, Mary Poppins. So it was just like really upsetting, very frustrating. And it just really sucks that people like Sir Cameron McIntosh are the ones with a ton of money and a ton of power in the theater industry that are making huge decisions like this.
1: I agree wholeheartedly with you. And imagine seeing MJ Rodriguez as the lead in Little Shop of Horrors and calling that wonderful performance a gimmick. It was not. It's the future of theater I hope for. Moving into some fun theater stuff that took over socials this week, after the announcement of Karate Kid, the musical, getting its pre-Broadway run in St. Louis in 2022, Theater socials went crazy on vintage films getting stage adaptations. I <laughs> pretty much set off Twitter when I said, I want a free Willy musical. And I I, I just,
0: still cannot believe it, I, uh,
1: <laughs> And I want like a whale coming through the fourth wall and like the first four rows being a splash zone. Like we can do this. If we're going to bring Karate Kid, Iona, that's just going to well.
0: be King Kong all over again. <laughs> As far as Splash Zones, though, Jeremy O'Harris's play Daddy had a Splash Zone, and I sat in it, and I loved it. So, like, maybe a Splash Zone on Broadway could be fun.
1: Listen, 3D theater.
0: (laughs) I want it to be, like, 4D, like, scratch and sniff, like Disney did. (laughs) Could you imagine? In college, Uh, me and a couple people got really into, like, smellscapes and, like, smell design. It's a whole new world for theater.
1: Wow, that's interesting. I also got theater talking about the best act two musical openings. And I believe it's Masquerade and Phantom, hands down. And it's too, it's, it's a spectacle. And also the song is just really good.
0: I have already outed myself as a a diehard Phantom stan that will defend it to my dying day and that Masquerade is a perfect song. But the other like Act 2 openers that I thought of, it would have to be Too Darn Hot from Kiss Me Kate, Forget About the Boy from Thoroughly Modern Millie, Seasons of Love from Rent, QI Roll, but it is really great. And of course, since we're talking about it so much, Thank Goodness from Wicked, which I think has one of the really great messages of the show. I really love I Couldn't Be Happier. So powerful.
1: Incredible. And someone on Twitter actually tweeted us and said that uh, Too Darn Hot was written as a throwaway song, which is so interesting because it's like the best song of that show. So I get the
0: idea that it was a throwaway because it doesn't have plot and Cole Porter was annoyed about people coming in late. But could you imagine if you came in late and you missed that dance number that probably all of your friends were talking about at dinner afterwards?
1: Upset. Upset. (laughs) The other
0: thing that was happening on theater Twitter this week was a conversation about stage dooring that happened. I at least saw it first with a David Gordon tweet that was saying that it was a good thing that we weren't going to have stage dooring anymore because it's so much to put on actors. But it led to a lot of discourse back and forth about how, for fans, this can be really meaningful moments, but for the actors, they can be really exhausting and complicated, and can like lead to relationships happening maybe in a way that they probably shouldn't. So it's probably good to have that distance, but. Ayana, where did you fall on that whole conversation?
1: I never actually liked stage dooring. I thought it was kind of intrusive. Like, I get the whole fandom and you want to see, like, your favorite cast members and get your playbill signed. But I always thought that it should be, like, a special thing. Like, if you want to get your playbill signed and, like talk to a a cast there should be like a special event for that like broadway con or something and bring your playbill um i never thought stage drawing was cool um sometimes it could get overwhelming for the cast member like i've seen tweets from cast members on different shows talking about how stage drawing affects mental health um and things like that and i am always was bothered by that and um Like, I don't want any fans in my DMs being upset about this, but it's you have to really think about the mental health of performers and also like, how is this helping you as a person? Um, You have to think about it both ways. So if stage dooring is going to be closed off because of COVID-19, let's see how it works out. Let's see if this helps uh, performers with their mental health and so on. So
0: I think about it this way. For Broadway stands, they love Broadway performers more than anyone else in the world. And that's why they mm-hmm. want to interact with them. But also, like you said, if stage-dooring really negatively impacts a lot of actors' mental health, which it does, they're not going to be performing their best. Maybe they're going to call out. Maybe they're not going to give a good show. And if anyone cares about that, it's the Broadway stands out there. So you may have to give something up by not getting to interact with them at the stage door and give them a hug. and. Have them sign your playbill and say how much the show meant to you but it could mean that the next time you see the show their performance could be even better so you got to try to really just think about prioritizing those performers that you love
1: absolutely agree Before we wrap, make sure to check out broadwaypodcastnetwork.com for new episodes, including the return of Broad Wasted, kicking off their season with Nick Blameyer and Ethan Slater, discussing Broadway, bad puns and good wine. B-Way Show, the podcast, sits down with Hadestown North America tour, new Persephone, Kimberly Maribel. The Fabulous Invalid connects with our dream girl, Cheryl Lee Ralph, in their groundbreaking 99th episode. We Are Theater chats with Christine Bennington of Heather's The Musical. The Celicia Show reunites with her Trevor musical cast. Don't forget to check out BPN's latest podcast, Burnt, Broadway's first true crime podcast all about Rebecca the Musical, the show that set Broadway ablaze. And finally, the theater podcast with Alan Seals talks with Susan Kalechi Watson of This Is Us about her new role in Merry Wives at the Delacorte. Make sure to download our iOS app at bpn.fm app for early access to all these episodes and more. So this week, we asked fans online, how did you fall in love with musical theater? And I would really like for us, Christian, to take some time to discuss this answer.
0: Growing up, I'm from Connecticut and my mom always took me to matinee days. We would I'd skip school or we would go on a weekend and I would see shows like Annie uh, and really fall in love with theater. Hairspray was another one that I remember like really loving as a child. But also musicals were really important to me. I've already talked about how much Phantom meant to me when I was younger and how obsessed I was with it. But my real answer is a combination of the two, that the filmed version of the Into the Woods production like, defined my childhood, defined my love of musical theater. I watched it many, 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 many days in a row. And that's really where I go back to of like why I became obsessed with musical theater and why I still do this.
1: That's amazing. I would have loved to skip school to see musicals. (laughs) My entryway into loving the musical, I would say is musical film. And then later on was followed up by actual theater. Um, I grew up watching MGM musicals with my great aunt. Um, I was supposed to be learning French with her and that never actually happened. And I know like all of two French words because (laughs) our French classes moved into MGM theater classes, The Wizard of Oz, and then like Sound of Music. All of those films really pushed me to say, wow, this is what I want to do. This is the work that I want to be in. And I definitely think that it was musical film. And then when I was 10, I saw uh, Cats. That was my first Broadway show. And as weird as it was, it made me fall in love with theater and what theater could do and the possibilities, um, of theater. So it's also a combination, but film was absolutely the first entryway for me into falling in love. And then also like the Disney musicals, like, you know, like beauty and the beast and the little mermaid, those helped a lot.
0: Ayana, you can learn all the French that you needed from musicals, kiss me, Kate, major suite to Fidel. You learned all the French. There you go.
1: You know what? I'm actually going to tell my mother this. (laughs) Thank you so much, Christian. And thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of What's Up Broadway. You can learn more about What's Up Broadway at bpn.fm slash wub. And connect with us on Twitter at BroadwayPodNetwork. Also, don't forget to check out Mike Abrams as he wrote an incredible parody of Memory from Cats. And you can check it out on BPN's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Broadway Podcast Network. Don't forget, send us a hot tip and please make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a rating and tune in next week for another episode of What's Up Broadway. Come From Away will stream on Apple TV Plus beginning on, hold on, I, should,
0: I didn't write that. Beginning on Winnie the Pooh.
1: <laughs> hold on, uh, cut this part.